you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Damage Jenkins under center. He looks over a nickel secondary right now. It's third and goal at the seven. Damasek drops back to throw. Breaks a tackle. Cuts to his right. Now Cox is on. Fires a line drive. And he caught. Damasek with the belt high grab. Underneath the crossbar. Heavily covered. And they've got the lead. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello football fans. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. Who's ready to kibitz about the game of football? Who's ready to kibitz about the game of life? Both things are on tap. I am joined in Studio 66 by my main man seated to my immediate left all the way from London, England. We'll play his intro song in just a little bit. It's Handsome Hank, but let me also say, how are you, Handsome? I'm very well, thank you, Dave. We've done away with the hurry up. No, we'll still do no, the I hurry up on occasion. Do it. Get rid of it. I don't like it. You don't like the I hurry like up. It. I like that. I like the fact we just heard the music again. Yeah, and thanks to the great Kevin Harlan for uh, right for and and the call as well. That was great that he called the, my touchdown pass yeah. to myself. That was right. an exciting moment in pro football lore. Everyone remembers where they were when that happened. Yes, and everybody remembers when uh, the guy on the phone with us now or on Skype with us now was drafted out of college and became a. Uh, a uh, stalwart on the offensive line in pro football. Now he's our pal, one half of uh, the authors of Eat My Schwartz, along with Mitchell Schwartz. Here he is, the newly retired Jeff Schwartz. What's the poop, fella? Oh, I am uh, glad to be retired. I don't miss it one bit. <laughs> First of all, muzzle tub to you on a uh, on a fine pro football career. Now you're living, you're residing in Charlotte, North Carolina, right? Yes, I love it here. It's the coldest it'll ever be. It's like forty degrees. And awesome. you're, but you're an Angelina. Why not make the move back to SoCal? You live in Southern California. Um, I looked at the price of my house in Charlotte, and I looked at the equal price of my house in 
Brentwood, let's say, yeah. and I chose to stay here. Yeah, but you were making offensive lineman NFL money. I am not making NFL lineman money, and yet I'm living in SoCal. Somehow it seems inverted here, Jeff Schwartz. My heritage um, makes me like to save what I've earned. So, I see. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Like I say, he is an author uh, on the SB Nation, and really legitimately. I've said this many times. I'll say it again here. I like most human beings. We like to pretend that we understand. People who watch pro football, one of the things, the blind spot for most of us is we don't really know who a good offensive lineman is. We just go off of what people say. And at a time like this, free agency and, you know, the draft is nigh and everything, and people are like, oh, I'd love to get that left tackle. Like, well, based on what? Based on what right. you heard? You couldn't assess him if I showed you video of him, really. That's the focus of what you're doing on Facebook Live and everything else. Yes, I want to uh, teach the world about offensive line plays. That's really complicated. And look, with the advanced stats now with pro football focus and all these people, uh, offensive line play has really come into the forefront. And people can have videos now. There's vines, obviously, and you get to all 22. And I just see this stuff put out there. Like today, I saw someone tweet a stat about the types of runs that teams run. And it just was wrong, flat out wrong. And so hmm. I just feel like if you're going to put the information out there, it might as well be somewhat accurate. And this was remotely – so I feel like it's like my goal now is, is to teach people what offensive line play is about. It's funny because uh, I, I don't – I guess I don't want to call them out uh, by name anyway, but I forget what the site is that does great offensive linemen every play. But whenever I talk to offensive linemen – Actual offensive linemen, they say those scores are wildly right. They don't know what I was supposed to right. do on the play, so they have no idea why, whether I did it right or wrong. Actually, so I, I think this is a very valuable service you're providing, legitimately. Yes, and I actually have talked to the people who run that website many times. Uh, we're in good speaking terms about how to help them great offensive linemen, and it's just tough. They try to grade double teams. They try to get all these things. And, but I, I will say this, though. Their grades typically the best – Guys on their grades are typically the best players in the end. I mean, they, it you know, you're still going to grade out well if you're a good player, but sometimes they right. don't add up. And, you know, they do college guys too. I mean, the college game, scouting that game has got to be tough because the opponents they're playing are, are awful half the time. Are you guys surprised? Well, let's bounce around. They're all things in free agency still happening. Uh, you know, what is it? Uh, not quite a week into this thing. A lot of the big names have gone off the board. Uh, Tuesday morning, we learn Eddie Lacy to the Seahawks. How surprised are you? I'll start with you, Schwartz. How surprised are you that his name comes off the board more quickly than either Adrian Peterson's or Jamal Charles? Well, his concern is not injury concern. That's number one concern for any team is injuries. His concern is being in shape, essentially. So, you know, I mean, team can hire somebody to help with him. He can do that himself. He can just eat right and be in shape. But, you know, it, yeah, but he gets hurt too, yeah, not, and maybe because of his uh, because obesity. of his weight, yeah, right. obesity. Hold on a second, Dave. You I, you shouldn't be throwing those. I'm kind not of stones in pro ball. I thought I just covered the fact I'm not in pro ball. Um, I, I I can look how I want to look. What about that touchdown pass you threw to yourself? That was in the rearview mirror. It was a grand <laughs> um, moment, though. I tell you, Adrian that and Jamal just their performance <laughs> as well has not been what it used to be. They're both Hall of Famers. I don't know if people know this. Jamal Charles has the is number one in yards per carry in NFL history. Um, it's one of my favorite stats yeah. out there. Yeah. Five and a half yards per Ridiculous. carry over the course of his career. And I don't think anyone realizes how good he is. So both Adrian and Jamal have just been hurt, and they're trying to find the right situation. And um, I think Jamal Charles has a visit into Seattle as well. It'd be, it'd be odd if they signed both of them. 
But I'm yeah. not surprised that there's no market really for Adrian Peterson or Jamal. I think it's going to take time, and it might even go into August or training camp when someone gets hurt yeah. and they sign somewhere else. But there isn't a chance that no, but that all 32 teams have zero interest in either one of these guys, right? It's just a matter of time. Yeah, I think a lot land. depends on fit. Adrian Peterson has to be a team who's under center, runs the ball downhill. Jamal is actually more versatile. He can go at a shotgun. He can run zone. He can run power. He can run all these things. So, you know, a perfect fit for Adrian Peterson would be any team who has a fullback, which is not many teams. Right. Um, so, you know, we'll have to see how the offseason plays out. If a team really needs him or someone gets hurt, he's a perfect fill-in. And right. if you, everything you hear is that this draft class is deep for running backs. So it'll probably wind up being post-draft when someone who thinks they're going to get a, a running back in, in the draft doesn't get one and realizes they've got to turn to one of those two guys who are going to be a lot more expensive than whichever rookie you bring in. I want to hear from Schwartz on uh, some of the O-line and uh, D-line changes. This is a recurring point that we've made now. My observation is... It really, as lame as it sounds or as unexciting as it sounds, the teams that uh, are great at the line of scrimmage are the ones that tend to get to Super Bowls. And so who has uh, done the best work of improving them themselves there and who's hurt themselves there? We'll get into that. Plus, we have to uh, visit our uh, – we have to update you on our best all-time franchise <clears throat> position group bracket. I want to say in advance, I understand brackets are lame. <laughs> That they're that they're hacky at this point. Everybody in March in March now does their brackets. And once I I was doing it a decade ago. Of course you were. To let myself that's right, handsome I was. I'm I saying, did I, I was agreeing with you. I wasn't at that point wasn't being facetious. I did a whole movie villain bracket once right. and they fought each other and I did the fight calls, or I should say uh we brought in uh we brought in an old time uh, fight announcer, Mr. Sheldrake, to do the fight calls. Right. Like, look out Vader, Vader's got a magneto now, you know, Johnny from Cobra Kai and so right. on. I did a whole tournament. Then every hack in the world had to jump in on it, doing best candy bar and best everything else. But I can't help it. We started talking about which position group is the strongest for one franchise in NFL history. Is it the Packers at quarterback with Star, Favre, Rodgers at all? Is it the Cowboys running backs? Is it the Steelers wide receivers? So on and so forth. We've put it to you, the Czech Republic, on Twitter. You can vote on it. It's an ongoing tournament. We'll update you on that in a little bit. And uh, if we have time, I also want to do a little half empty, half full, the state of the Chiefs and perhaps even the Dolphins, if we have time to dig in on those as the show progresses. Meantime, really quickly, I want to say thanks to a couple uh, – uh, that's right, real quick. A couple real citizens quick. in the Czech Republic. First of all – How would you do that? Art Vandalay Morales dropped me a line, and he, uh, he sent along. He said, put this on your hot dog. I hope you enjoyed as much as I do. It is. He heard us talking about Whataburger – and he said, "Spicy ketchup. Their spicy ketchup is divine." And uh, so I'll I'll uh, be the judge of that sooner rather than later. But wait, thanks. will you leave me some? Yeah, you want to try it, handsome? Yeah, just squeeze it right in your mouth right now. I have a little bit on my finger. Will you really? <laughs> yeah. No, just if you're going to do it, do it the right way. Go straight into. Your I'm p- not going straight to the mouth. I'll Cut out the middleman, Dave. This will be. This is on. Uh, no, I want to see you're trying you to embarrass do it. me. Yeah, that's right. If it, I'm, not, I don't I'm like no it. dummy. Tony, well, here, let me tell you something. You can embarrass yourself in front of Jeff Schwartz by drinking ketchup straight from the bottle. I'm not out of the bottle. I'm going to put a little bit on my finger like that. Oh. Ah! <laughs> Instead, you got the uh, the ketchup on you all over you now. That's and? good. Is it good? It's good. It's not quite spicy enough. All right. I feel like I'm a, I'm, I'm a connoisseur. Of, I like to put ketchup together with Tabasco. 
Did you break the lid no, already? No, 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 it was already broken. That's what I was saying. Oh. When you put it down, it just fell straight on its on its front. Dang. Anyway. Thank you very much for the uh, cloths. To I once, um, I want, uh, well, not once, about three weeks ago, uh, future Hall of Famer Tony Gonzalez was walking by the makeup room. One, it's embarrassing that as a grown man I get makeup in, yes. my, uh, in my chosen profession. But I was all alone in there, Schwartz. And sometimes I get dewy under the armpit. You know, I get a little yeah. steamy. So I took out the hair dryer when nobody was around, <laughs> and I was drying myself under my pits. And then Tony Gonzalez, future <laughs> Hall of Famer, walked Walks by the door, looks in, and says, "What the hell's going on in here?" And I said, "That's um, listen, I'm I'm tidying myself up there, uh, Tony Gonzalez." And that was that. Is that embarrassing, Schwartz? No, your pants were still on. No, that'd be if, it, if anything to do with your pants <laughs> off, that'd be embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> I see. Lower half nudity. Then yeah. only then does it yes. become embarrassing in front of future Hall of Famers. Um. So all right. So we have much to talk about. I want to. Uh, kibitz about this though uh, again tackling the game of life I went to not one not two but three kids birthday parties this weekend three one in of which one weekend the highlight being um, it is uh, Jean-Claude Van Damaschek's eighth birthday so happy birthday to, happy him. Birthday. to him and we had we had uh, we did laser tag you ever do laser oh, tag I love laser tag I'd never done it I haven't done it since I was 10 but it, it, boy was it fun it was a birthday party as well it was uh, it was too much birthday partying for me. Three in one weekend was uh, was was a little heavy on me. But Schwartz, what is from? Uh, first of all, I said to Jean Claude Van Damaschek, I think that this starts the golden era of birthday parties for boys. I, eight to twelve, by my memory at least, that's the best you can do as a kid, right? Because you care most about the presents and you do like yes. some fun sporty activity. That's where or it's at. bar mitzvah time. When you're 12 and 13, there's a lot going on then. <laughs> but then you have to dance. It's a little awkward. Um, but my son's two and a half, and he's got a birthday party almost every weekend now. We went to a trampoline birthday party, one of those trampoline parks uh, this week. And sure. he, was, he had a blast. He's two and a half. The kids run around, fall down. Half of them start crying at some point, And then you eat pizza afterwards. It's basically <laughs> my perfect day. Work out. I like, it. I like it as well. I find those trampoline places irresistible. I have to get on there, even though you're not supposed to get on with the kid. But I'll make an excuse like, I think that kid over there needs some help. And then I like to just have a little bounce on there. You know what's weird about that? Well, first of all, so that was the first of the three parties I went to right. was a uh, was an eight year another eight year old from uh, Jean Claude's uh, class, his second grade class. His was a bounce party, so we went and right. and we bounced around. Did you bounce? You know you what's weird. Yeah, I do, but you know what's weird about that is is I mean, again, I just mentioned how I sweat sometimes. I was sweaty oh, in like hot. three minutes. Yeah. It was. Why is it such a workout? The floor, <laughs> the floor is doing all the work right. for you. Why would I bring all a you're sweat doing doing is, that? All you're doing is using gravity. I'm standing. For what it's for. The ground is the thing that's doing the right. work, right? No, yeah, I'm, probably, I'm sweating why? right now. I sweat all the time, so it's not <laughs> at all that you have sweating issues. Uh, if you were you outside too, that just makes increases it sevenfold. No, it was nice and air conditioned yeah. and everything else. But no, I found myself working up a lather. It's humiliating. And uh, yeah, I remember as a kid, uh, we would do my we did like two or maybe three years in a row. We did the miniature golf. Yes. That was that was mm. the big activity for me. You That's do some still, of that. You still do that as an adult as well. I've done adult, I've sure. done adult excursions to mini golf. I'm a, I'm the champion most of the time. So I like going. Uh, I'm very good at miniature golf. When I come, well, I'm a I'm a champion if I come myself. To LA, sir. We'll go off the the 101 in Sepulveda. You know where it's at. We'll play a little. That's my home course. Mix. I was just so you know. <laughs> that's my out. 
The Sepulveda one-on-one course is my – which one, though? There are three courses I, you can play. You can play the blue track, the orange track, or the purple I, track. I think I, the last time I played was blue. Ah, yeah. All right, listen. Well, yeah, I'll, uh, you know what? Dealer's choice there, Schwartz. I love it. Let's have a tourney. <laughs> Handsome, do they have miniature golf in the U.K.? Why wouldn't they have miniature golf? No, it seems like uh, you guys are always zigging when we're zagging. No, that's, that's and it seems golf. like too. It's just an island. How much room is there for miniature golf courses all over what? the place? Is that a real question? I mean, they, it's. It, I, I don't know if you've heard. There's a lot of actual like. Not what's the opposite of miniature? What real. is the opposite of miniature? <laughs> I don't know. Eighteen holes. No, no. Know. But like, what is the opposite word to miniature? Gigantic. Maxature. Regular. Regular. Yeah. I don't know. That's weird, isn't it? Um, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, there are a, bit, a lot of normal golf Maxiature. courses. Maxature. 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 There's an, a, lots of maximized there golf courses. Thank Maxiature. you. Look Maxiature. that up while I tell you. Um, that, yeah, there's not lots of normal golf courses. Why wouldn't there be miniature? They, of course, there's space for miniature golf courses. Um, if so, you think the island's so small, in fact, the way your brain should work is there will be a lot of miniature golf courses and no normal Oh, golf because golf it's courses. many. Because it's many. How big is the UK? In what? <laughs> like, compare it to an American state. Um, it's bigger than some American states and smaller nah, than Nah, don't be It's coy. probably the same size as, I don't know, I'm going to make a Pennsylvania? Every time I talk about the UK, about a thousand people tweet at me and are like, how do you think it's possible that that is the case? I know. I would You're a man without a nation at this point because now you, you also think Abe Lincoln was our first president. Well, Who doesn't? He should have he been. <laughs> I, that's what I maintain. That much we It's agree. about half the size of California. That's what I'm going to go with. Is that true? Yeah. About Did somebody feed you that in your no, headphones? No, no. I don't, no, no, these guys never help me. In what? In population or in no, land? In land mass. Really? Yeah. So I, How long does it I said, take I said to like from, about Pennsylvania. From, if you drove from San Diego to, to San Francisco or as far up as far up um, California. Well, there's a lot of soil know, north lot, of yeah. San Francisco. Like all the way up there. How long does that take? San Diego all the way up? Six hours? Wait, wait, seven hours short? The California to the top of California. Hours. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, you it would ta- it takes like ten hours to drive the length of. I also though UK. imagine that the UK doesn't have like it's not completely paved with freeways either. <laughs> I bet there are a lot of little side streets and everything. Right? Yeah. A lot of dirt roads. Sometimes you have to right yeah. cobblestone. Sometimes you have to stop sometimes to let the there'll sheep there'll go like by. There'll be like a troll on a bridge. And they'll be like, oh, you can't come over here. True or false? You you've had uh, journeys in the UK on the road stopped by sheep or otherwise. I have actually had a journey stopped by a cow. <laughs> See. See, it's not the same over right. there. Hey, um, so yeah, I, at my favorite birthday party um, that I went to when I was nine years old, we went and the uh, we went to a Pittsburgh Pirates ball game, Ooh. Three River Stadium, and uh, I always it, it seemed like there were more streakers back then than there are now. Although we've had a little resurgence of late, but I don't think they go full news no. much anymore. Anywho, I remember there were we had the old man <laughs> trip the light fantastic for uh, for nine year old Dave. And uh, he got he got us uh, second row seats right oh. by right on the first baseline. Pop Stargell, future Hall of Famer, Manning, first base. There, there were two drunk guys sitting directly in front of us, and they were talking about let's do it, let's do it, all right, let's do it. And then they both jumped the railing and <laughs> ran out onto the field. Naked. 
And no, they weren't nude. I'm sorry, right. but they were drunk. Right? Maybe they were by. Uh, for Schwartz's sake, let's say they had nothing on underneath. All right? <laughs> they were both Winnie. They both had on their Winnie the Pooh outfits, <laughs> running around out on the field. They run out. They glad hand with Pop Stargell. Then they make for the outfield. Now they're running around the outfield. Now the local boys in blue are chasing them all over. They wrangle one guy with the greatest of ease. They tackle him. He's out. The other guy, though, proves more difficult. He's zigging and zagging all over the place. Left fielder Bill Robinson, who I believe passed away like 10 years ago. At the time, though, the the Bill Robinson is out in left field. He waves the guy over, summons him over this right. way, over this way, as the cops are, uh, are chasing him. And uh, Bill Robinson – gives the guy, the drunk guy, the uh, the hand ladder move, the, boost. the hand step boost, boost, and boosts him up over the outfield wall. I thought it was one of the greatest that's, that's deeds awesome. of all time. And the guy just makes a clean getaway. It, it, it made a great impact on nine-year-old Dave. It's something I'll, I've never forget. Thumb your nose at Johnny that's Law good. was the lesson. Jeff, did you ever have any streakers at your games? Can you uh, remember a, no, a, any, so funny, any memorable? So one of my first memories of going to college football games, I went to UCLA games a ton as a kid, is I was six, and there was a streaker. Like the last play of the game, a streaker ran across the field. That's really what I remember from the game. Yeah. <laughs> Were you? Are you one of those guys who would like to have hit him? Uh, oh, yeah. I would do that. Really? If you had a shot, like I remember James Harrison laid a guy out once. I think I would do like, I think uh, it would be more funny if I tripped him. Like, as he ran by, I just, like, <laughs> just a sly, a sly yeah. trip. <laughs> yeah, just do the little uh, foot out thing yeah. or wave him over and have one of your teammates go down on all fours and yes, then you push him over exactly. the guy's That'd back. The classics, yeah. no, they never go out of but style. I think now it's ones. a huge jail time and fine. No one should do it. I did as a grown-up in my 20s. I used to negotiate with uh, in the outfield at Wrigley Field. I used to talk to the ushers there and say, like, come on, if I go on the field, will you let me go? Come on, it's the eighth inning. What, are you, you won't let – he's like, well, once you're down there, then you're uh, Chicago PD's problem, and they will take you to jail, and it's like a $2,000 fine and all that stuff. You don't like, want ah, to be part of that. Not worth it. And I was like, come on, buzzkill. Just let me run around out of it. Those guys have the worst gig in the world, too. They have to stand. They go to 81 baseball games a year, but, but they're not allowed to, to look at the Correct. game. It's, all- it's funny, isn't it? I want you to – yeah, imagine imagine the torture. Like you get the job presumably because you're a baseball fan. Like, oh, you know what's cool? I'm hey, guess what? Lifelong Cubs fan. Guess what? My new job is. I'm now an usher at Wrigley Field. Can you believe it? Yeah, you're not allowed to watch one second of the game. You have to face the crowd the whole time. Like, ah, this is the worst. I'm at a basketball game last night, and I'm sitting right by one of the ushers who has his back. I mean, to the to the court and is looking at us the whole game. Like he's still clapping. Like he would clap when a, a big play happened. I don't know how he saw the play happen. Hmm. That is weird. Yeah. Was he wearing a, an earpiece? I don't think so. I think he just reacted to the crowd. If the crowd cheered, he right. cheered. He yeah, cheered. It was a little, yeah. a little awkward. Smart. Handsome, do you have a uh, a uh, childhood birthday party? My my birthday's in January, and like a few times at exactly the right age you're talking about, somewhere between 8 and 12, it snowed a lot. And uh, so we had a sledging party, me and my friends. Went and, and, you know, there was a hill outside my house, and you spend the entire day just, like, marching up and down that hill and, and sledging down and doing dangerous tricks and all that stuff. So that was probably my – those were my favorite oh, ones. That's fun, though. Um, that is great. Yeah, yeah kids love uh, – you know, we talked about that, and I just put a poll question out. Let me give you guys the results, but I'll ask Schwartz – if uh, you voted on this one, I put it up earlier on Tuesday. Best day, Schwartz, in life. Is it a snow day? Well, you never had one. You're from Southern never. California as a kid. 
a college football tailgate. You never had one. You were playing in the game. (laughs) <laughs> Wrigley on a sunny Saturday. You probably never have been that far I, north in summer. I heard I need to have two seats at Wrigley, so I haven't been there yet. <laughs> yeah, the bleachers you might. Or last day of school. That's the only one you can vote for. Either way, it's a blowout. Last day of for, school. Uh, last yeah. day of school. It's yeah. the greatest feeling That's ever. That's what you went with. I mean, it is. Like, it really greatest is. feeling of non-importance. Like, you know, kids, obviously, but greatest non-important day of your life, last day of school every year. I, well, I mean, it's it really is hard to beat. The one thing I'll the, say the about one, the one that's good as well is the day before the last day, where the teachers have given up and they're like just bringing a board game and just play. That's always fun because you can get away with stuff then. Well, it's also kind of like as I often say too. The reason I love Thanksgiving so much is because it's the start. There's the promise of an entire season of holidays mm. and half days and and boozy parties and gifts and all that kind of stuff. But the best day of the entire thing is the night before Thanksgiving because it hasn't even started yet. That's when you really let your the hair anticipation. Down. We only have to get through eight more hours of uh, of toil for the man. Then right. the time belongs to us through the new year. Basically, that Thursday night is the best. To your wait, point, you're I saying that you or that <laughs> you're in your world the day before Thanksgiving to New Year. That's just a vacation. Well, yeah, I, I used to, as a child, I used to call it, uh, I used to call it checker season. Right. Like, this is it. This is yeah. when well, the, the, this is it. nothing of import Let happened. Let the from And people on. would say in college, like, well, you have to do your finals. And I'd be like, you have to do your finals. Yeah, not me. I mean, I'll go for the 40 minutes or so it takes to, to check the A, B, C, or D, but it's not like I'm going to do any work in advance of it. You know, well, what happens, happens. Last year was my first Thanksgiving I had in 12 years. I didn't have work. No didn't way. Have work. Yeah. Because in college, college you know, did you make you amends? Know, no, I mean, I still ate really well on Thanksgiving the last twelve years. Right. But this year, I got to like spend the whole day at home, wait, or watch the early football game. Uh, you know, take my time cooking, and um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. You know, we should ask Schwartz. He is an expert and uh, part of uh, the ongoing off-season gang known as the uh, the food block here mm-hmm. on the Dave Damashek Football Program. We tackled this one. A week or two ago, what holiday Schwartz has the best desserts? Oh, um, Thanksgiving. You got the pies. That's what I went with all. You have a variety of pies. Someone, but it's a variety of pies. Like, what do you have? I don't celebrate Christmas. I don't know what. What do you eat on Christmas? Oh, they're all manner of cookies Cookies. and pies. And then there's a Christmas. Do you guys? Do you guys have Christmas pudding? No, you wouldn't, because I just said the word figgy pudding. Yeah, figgy pudding. Exactly. Um, wait, what's happening? What? We have it's a pie. Emma VP brought us wait, a wait, pie. Wait, 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 Emma. Lord. You do understand pie this pie day, it's like a mathematical pie day. It's Close not, enough, Buzzkill. Really? Oh, I'm so disappointed I don't have a pie right It's here. a pun. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Schwartz, hey, uh, why don't you make your see if you've moved to L.A.? This is no, what's yeah, sort of the pie. Send me that Shecky Award. You can't send me a pie? <laughs> True <laughs> enough. But where, by the way, where is the Shecky uh, Award? I thought it was going to be switched, hanging prominently on your offices. wall. There. It's in the other office. Oh, okay, okay, I right. see. It's uh, it's out on the fireplace mantle. I'm <laughs> assuming, right? Also, uh, real quick, I started to to say thanks to uh, some uh, citizens of the Czech Republic. A big shout to you, uh, Sir Gumbo. To please, please eat the pumpkin pie and taunt uh, Jeff Schwartz with oh, each bite. Our pal Sir Gumbo. AKA Cody has been sending along some grand photoshops, including one of Jay Cutler in the James Dean photo, the iconic one of him walking in dreary Manhattan. It's uh, Broadway Jay. Check that out at Damashek. Mm. You'll be very amused by it. Uh, great work by uh, Sir Gumbo there. All right, let's talk about uh, some other stuff now. Oh, handsome. I wrote it down because you mentioned it 
<laughs> Emma VP is going to get angry that we're not digging <laughs> into the show here. But uh, mechanical pencils. Yeah. Jeff yeah. Schwartz. Is this an advancement of technology or an unnecessary hindrance? Uh, I'm kind of indifferent. I don't know. I think it's an advancement of technology, less, less pencils. But I, like, I do like the feel of a real pencil, though. That's right. Thank yeah. you. That's right. And the, 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 what's diabolical I, about the mechanical pencil is that... Less I, affected than a normal pencil. Right. Well, I, I, I literally have never written more than four letters before the the, the, breaks. the lead breaks off. You of press too hard. I feel like you're a hard presser with a pencil, <laughs> generally, though. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you're proud of that. Um, I, I just think... I, small victories. I think, victories. I, I think at the I time, I think at the time, whoever invented the mechanical pencil was pretty proud of, of what they did, and they really went all, all out on selling the mechanical pencil to people, and then it became clear pretty quickly that, that the actual, but, the old pencil is still... But you it. keep a, a sharpener with you, like, under your desk? Like, where does your... Like, what have you run out of, out of, uh, out of lead? I don't... I don't normally use a pencil very oh. much, but Emma um, kindly offered me a writing implement, and I, I went for the pencil because I it, right. I sh- do kids? I wonder. Do I haven't noticed uh, my kids using pencils? Do they use them? Is that a thing anymore in school? Pencils? <laughs> I don't my kids know. two and a half. No idea. Yeah, that's right. Well, I remember it, my. I mean, yeah, so much like of my grade good, school days yeah. were zzz, 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 not then, the electric. No. no, no, the old one. And then you would actually you you would try and find a reason to break your pencil lead because it was so much more fun than listening and learning. Yes. Basically, was just sharpening the pencil. We may have peaked with um, with uh, yeah. We went one step too far with the mechanical pencil. Maybe just the standard because before that, the plume. That you constantly have to be that's dipping no in the ink yeah, well. That was that, that was your people we, doing yeah. that business. <laughs> My people. That's right. And well, then the one, like John this, Hancock this and people were doing that time. one. That must have been a real pain in the butt. Right. Like, how many letters could you make? And you'd have you to remember to two things. You'd be like, I got my feather, but I don't have any ink. Or I brought the ink, but I forgot the feather. Do you have, So, like, yeah, do you suppose, Schwartz, that, like, if you, uh, you know, you're, you're from the 18th century, do you think you just carried a plume everywhere you go? I was about that. So did they don't sell, forget your plume. Do they sell nice <laughs> writing feathers in the stores, or do you have to go pluck your own when you... Right. That's a, I mean that's a, that's a I don't know exactly. don't forget then, to get the lambs uh, the, the lambs cloth so we can uh, so we can uh, do our taxes tonight <laughs> hon you know like that kind of thing <laughs> it would be a lot more, everything would be a lot more like have you you know right now these days you have to remember your phone and your wallet and if you've done that you pretty much you can leave the house and you can get by but back then just imagine all the things you got to check your pocket I've said it before have I'll you got your neckerchief I like I like in theory that we're always in touch and like no matter what happened you could always call like hey my car in a ditch can you come pick me up i know it's three in the morning or whatever but for the mo- i don't like the idea of always being available <laughs> yeah, i agree well i mean i've made it so that i'm not right but not, so, so you're not, you very, you're not very available. and now and now there are a lot of now, now there's a disproportionate number of people in my life who are always cross with me because of it like <laughs> why i called your cell phone like i said what I, i'm not i'm not on your beck and call just because i have it i'm not waiting around for calls all the time i have a life you know, I agree. Works. I, I, it's okay to turn Thank your you. cell phone off at night. Yeah. yeah. At I least. bought an actual yeah. real yeah. clock to put next to my bed so I don't have to look at my phone. Right. I like that. Yeah, me too. I got one for Christmas. Santa brought me. Oh, congrats. All right. What do you want to talk? Emma VP. Emma VP. What should we talk cat. about next? Let's talk about Emma uh, Buzzkill behind the glass. That's what do you not want me. us to talk That's not my name. It's, it's, it's not, not your name. Like no. That. no, you're right. How about some half empty, <laughs> half full? 
lions. Why do you want us to do that? We were going to solve mysteries. <laughs> we were going to talk about. I want to talk. Me. Oh, you're right. That's what you want us to kibitz about. Yeah. Okay. One before we jump into the Kansas City Chiefs and Mitchell Schwartz, and uh, we remember where their season ended. It was in Arrowhead at the hands of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I do want to yap about that. Before we do that, though, I've noticed you, Schwartz, in your social media space, buzzing a, a fair amount about the teams in the NFC North. You're intrigued by TJ Lang. The Bears are really solid in the middle. I think I know that this goes against what the vast majority of football minds are saying right now. Everybody's making their jokes about Mike Glennon for fifteen million. And every year there is a personification of how much money. There's too much money right. in pro football if blank can make blank, you know. But to me, Mike Glennon, fifteen million in this in, in, in this day and age, I think that's fine. And I happen to think he's gonna be just fine with a good running game and a great O line yeah. in front of him and a and a defense that's coming together. That's that that all amounts to this. Write it down now, fellas, in plume or in uh, mechanical pencil or otherwise. The Chicago Bears are going to have a winning record this year. How say you, Schwartz? Um, that'd be a big jump for them. I think they have a chance. I, yes. I'm not um, so down on Mike Glennon as everyone else is. I'm with kind of with you. Fifteen million dollars for a one-year contract, right? Brock Osweiler was getting mm-hmm. sixteen million. Like that's the very that's the base minimum for a starter in the NFL who's not on a rookie mm-hmm. contract. I'm totally fine with that if he ends up playing really well, then they have their quarterback of the future. If he doesn't, they'll get another quarterback in the draft next year. Maybe they get Sam Darnold in the draft from USC, and then they have all these other pieces around them. They improved their defense. They brought in corners. Uh, they have pass rushers now with Floyd and, 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 and Parnell. So they have all these guys there, good offensive line. I think you're right. Now, winning, you know, being 9-7, and seven, what, what were they with last year? Three wins? Two wins? That'd be a big jump. Is that what? Was that bad? Yeah, it was, was that, that grim? Bad. It was three. That's a long that's way a to long go. Way. To that's a big improvement in one year for a team who doesn't have a proven quarterback. I, and with the Lions improving, I believe the Packers got a little worse. And it's- that's well. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Is so I think I feel like the Packers have taken a, a mild step backwards. They've lost the offensive yeah, line. Like the so they added yeah. secondary added a guys. tight end that can really make a difference. Well, that's a, yeah, that's definitely another weapon for Aaron Rodgers. I get it. They've taken a little step back, but. I think you still put that Packers team with Aaron Rodgers leading it versus I, well, the Bears. Well, I, I guess I, I, they the, Vikings, the Vikings had that great start yeah. to the year and were improbably undefeated, and people were talking, well, they're definitely going to the playoffs, and then they fell mm-hmm. apart because of uh, injuries. And I also like the Lions, yes. Schwartz. I yeah. think the Lions are, are – yep. it's, again, back to what I said, unsexy – Though it may be, I think they're I, I they I like Theo Riddick. I think they have some uh, they they have some some potential decent runners back there. But what if they go get like Leonard Fournette or something like that right. in yeah. the first round? They, I think they could be. I devastating. think they have to go pass rusher. They need more pass. They were there were twenty six sacks last year, which is tied for thirtieth in the league. I saw that today. I didn't I didn't just make mm-hmm. that up uh, for this for this. No podcast. no no. Never give but, credit anywhere but, uh, else. Just say like no. You know what? I was thinking about it, and they they were twenty six. Uh, so, I did. I did. I, I, I ran the numbers. I, I ran the numbers and, on and it. And so and they didn't get better than that. But they're the only team I think in in the history that I remember that lost two offensive linemen to monster deals, Riley Reef and Larry Warford, and then signed two guys who are better than those two. I've never right. seen that happen before. So they improved on the offensive line. They'll get if they can stay healthy at running back, which they weren't last year. They get a couple pass rushers. They get a linebacker. They sign some low key, um, you know, kind of positional pieces on defense so far this offseason. Uh, Bob Quinn has done a great job in his first two years in Detroit. I like them a lot. 
it is uh, – you can play this game with, I guess, most uh, NFL divisions uh, right around now. But I really do. The NFC North, I'm, I'm fascinated by mm-hmm. how that's going to shake out because any of those teams – I know maybe it's a little reach to say the Bears can contend for the division title, but I think they're going to be vastly improved at minimum. And if they do, as everyone is speculating, draft uh, another defensive piece, with it, which was very quietly what John Fox did in the second half of the season, that defense was playing yes. really well. If they add another high-end piece there, yep. they're 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 not jive either. And the Packers could just flat – I wouldn't be stunned if they flat out missed the playoffs and got jumped by the Vikings and the Lions. Well, but they'd anyway. be playing with fire. I mean, their run last I mean, year could, – they could easily miss the right. playoffs last right. year. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. Now let's jump to something we've been doing, Jeff Schwartz, here in the offseason. We're going to do it 32 times over. Now it's time for your brother Mitchell Schwartz's team, the Kansas City Chiefs. As we sit here in March of 2017, we saw what they did. They won the division title. Maybe they backdoored their way in there when Derek Carr went down. But either way, they were a legitimate threat. So people thought by the end of December, people thought this is the team best built to challenge the Patriots up in Foxborough. That was a lot of the buzz, if you'll recall. Mm -hmm. They went out kind of mildly against the Pittsburgh Steelers at home on a cold night there right now. How do we feel about the the Kansas City Chiefs? You're a fan of theirs. Is your glass half empty or is it half full? I think it's half full. They have one of the most talented rosters in the NFL. They lost on Terry Poe, added Benny Logan, uh, D-tackle from the Eagles, who's really good. He's going to fit great in that scheme. Uh, They need to probably find a middle linebacker to help DJ along if if his injury doesn't uh, recover from that. But I think they're only going to be better. Uh, You know, they're an interesting team at quarterback because – this is probably Alex Smith's last year to show if he can really lead them past that that wild card round or divisional round, I should say. I mean, you know, when you talk about the Steelers game, you know, to not for the Steelers not to score an offensive touchdown, the Chiefs score two and don't win the game, um, that doesn't look good. And I know they're not going to trade for Tony Romo, but if Tony Romo was there, um, wow, that would uh, that would be. A, what did you make of that buzz that Tony Romo? I don't know if there was any truth uh, to to those rumors. You don't no, think that the, no. any that anybody from the Chiefs kicked the tires on? I'm Romo. sure that I'm sure John Dorsey called around. I'm, all these guys talk, but you'd have to give up a lot probably to get Tony Romo. And maybe they want to mortgage the future to do that. Maybe if they feel that their team is um, is that good now. But what do they do with Alex Smith's contract? I don't know if he has any guaranteed money left though. And plus, it, that's if Romo wants to go there. Um, I think for me, I, if I was Romo, I would try to hold out until they release me and then go to Texans. I Well, that I mean, I'm waiting for that Texans thing to happen already. Right. It's enough already, Houston. Stop playing games. We, we know where it's all winding up. Everyone but they're on, not playing games. The, they're, 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 it's basically he's not going to the Broncos. Fast. This no, jive not. about right. the Broncos needs to, needs to end right. already. And I'm going to say it again. Until uh, I don't know. Until John Elway answers my 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 questions about this, what is going on with Paxton Lynch? You know, in the 21st century, when you're a first round draft pick and you're a QB, you're expected to play. Right. And now he's going into year two, and no one ever says like, well, you know what, nothing works out. You know, maybe Simeon moves on. Maybe we deal him. Romo doesn't happen. Like we're all set with Paxton Lynch. You don't hear any of that talk. There you know what's funny? There must be something that that I mean, they, yeah. they've done a nice job in Denver of of just never uh, uttering his name so right. no one ever talks about what's going on there. But you know what's weird is that 
all of last season, um, you know, people were praising Jerry Jones for f- discovering Dak Prescott. But if you remember, after day one of the draft, Jerry Jones the next morning That's right. was like bemoaning the fact that he didn't, you know, he should have probably been even more brave and, and offered more to get hold of Paxton Lynch. You know, Dak Prescott basically fell into his lap, and he was incredibly lucky that that, oh, that, that I, all I, happened. I said, let, let's but, not get crazy praising right. the Cowboys on that one. Right, yeah, because, that, it, that because one. it was like they exhausted everything else before they actually, even when he was on the team, they were That's trying right. to get Kellen Moore to start. You know what? You know who else doesn't deserve that much praise? Bill Belichick for the Tom Brady draft pick. If you if you thought he was that good, you wouldn't have waited till the right. sixth round to grab him. Right. But either way, yes, same, same logic applies there. Schwartz, I've been a defender of Alex Smith, so and I've never never considered him a I, I you know I never put him on par with the top 5 QBs in the league but you know I think he's a an above average I think he's in the top 12 to 15 QBs mm-hmm. and 21st century history has proven that you at least have a chance of getting to the big game if your QB falls into that range you know you can't have the 25th best QB, but you can yeah. get there. You know, the, the, also the, the history suggests that you're better off to have Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, or Ben Roethlisberger. Right. But if you have Joe Flacco yeah. or Matt Ryan, you can sneak through there uh, and, and, and get to the big game. Russell Wilson is obviously, uh, uh, you know, in that top tier of QBs. But Alex Smith has come close to getting there. But I'll tell you, man, he missed two throws in the second half. And this is a specific uh, uh, thing to cite, but – when the game was nip and tuck there, they had the ball, did the Chiefs at around the Steelers 40-45. Two plays in a row, they saw rookie Artie, uh, Artie Burns uh, singling up on uh, one of their burners on the outside. I think first it was Tyree Kill, and the next time yeah. it was Jeremy Macklin. Either way, they tried two deep shots in a row. Alex Smith didn't come close to getting uh, – didn't, didn't give his receiver a chance – on either ball, I would feel like that's. I'd be pretty dispirited if I were Andy Reid. Yeah, the rest of I the mean, game. he missed. Like, this guy just can't make the big throw. There are other throws he missed, and that's the thing with Alex is that you know about two throws a game. You're like, eh, I kind of want those back, and I think that's why you you know, you can't put him above in that elite category. And look, when Alex Smith was with the Niners, he got them to the NFC Championship game, so he can do it. He just has to have the complementary parts around him. If your defense is going to fail in a game, I'm not sure that he can you know, lead your team in New England to beat the Patriots. However, I was, I played a playoff game with him in 2013 where he threw for 400 yards in Indianapolis. We scored 45 points, excuse me, 44 points. We lost the game, but that's not his fault. So he's proven he can put up points, but I think that, you know, I don't know, to me, he keeps winning games. He gets the Chiefs to the playoffs. And then the playoffs, you have to have a little luck. And this things really, for whatever reason, just haven't gone their way. You know, if they don't call that holding call against Fisher, maybe the game changes. Oh, don't don't start with that jive, Not, Schwartz. That was a hold. What no. do you want? It was a hold. What it was, should they shouldn't have called no. it? They shouldn't have called. That. He tackled James, James Harrison. Harrison. That shouldn't have James been called. Harrison said after the play, that never gets called. James Harrison yes. said that. Go read, go read the quotes. Like that rarely, that type of block rarely gets called. Uh, by the time yeah. James Harrison fell, he was five yards away from Alex Smith. Alex had thrown the ball. It's just not a good call. In that situation, I can't that call night. that. Well, they did call it. Thank goodness. <laughs> I know. You got spared the humiliation yes. that the Steelers suffered through the following <laughs> week there. All right, Schwartz is going to Schwartz is gonna yes. run here. Uh, you got to go do this, that, and the other. You're going to go do that stuff. Yes. stuff. Oh. Hey, look, you're, the missus yes. just walked in the door. Hurry up. I would rather. I would rather. I wish one of your little ones came through. Like, like on the that video thing. No. We should reenact that. No, Anytime. That. Yeah. 
<laughs> we got to have one of your boys walking around in the background and have the missus crawl through to, to uh, pull them out of the way there. Um, I, and by, I saw on your social media, it's creepy how much we know about each other because yes. of social media. I know Jeff Schwartz was just on vacation because you weren't shy about uh, tweeting out the pics of you and the missus in some tropical locale. I think people wanted to see me in my, bikini, in my, in my shorts. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. That's what I want. So- no doubt. Um, all right. Hey, Jeff Schwartz, what a treat as always. Let's kibitz uh, sooner rather than later and uh, do a food block. Think of a good uh, subject that we have to tackle. All right, let's do it. Um, in the meantime, like I say already, check out his pages. They really are great and insightful stuff. SB Nation, not just a bunch of empty platitudes and such uh, that, you, that you'll sometimes see. This is uh, He's breaking down O-line play. It'll impress your friends that you yeah. actually will know something about uh, a professional offensive lineman and what makes him good or bad compared to, to his peers. All right, All right Schwartz, go get him, fella. There he goes. See ya. Jeff Schwartz, turn him off behind us. I won't look at him for another second. But handsome, uh, what else do we – oh, yes, we were going to talk about um, – well, There's one line on here that says solving life's mysteries. I, let's try and do that. Are we allowed to do that? Does that – will Emma let us? Sure. Emma VP, can we sure. take a minute to – What, are them, what, which what mysteries life mystery are we, should we solve today? Right. Why don't you do your bit that you did on – Did you – well, I, I kind of was talking about the fact that uh, – because I saw somebody as we were kibitzing yesterday, Emma VP and I – um, somebody said something about like, oh, that's a pipe dream and whatever. Oh, yeah. I was like, guys, who, who are all these people dreaming about pipes all the time? Where did that one come that from? Comes I'd like from, that one to be solved. I can explain that one to you. I'm right here to do it. Um, back pipe in, dream. Back in the day, um, people in China, but then also back in, in other countries in Europe, would smoke opium pipes. Mm. And they would have strange dreams because of those. And um, so the, the phrase, a pipe dream, is actually because of opium pipes. Whoa, handsome. I am here to solve life's mysteries, and if that's the one you're going to throw at me, I actually have the solution. But pipe dream also suggests something that you would want to have happen. But I think that's it. It's like, you know, your imagination would be able to run more wild if you were smoking. Sort of like the Clive Owen show, the Nick. He he uh, hits that opium pipe. Does he? Yeah, oh yeah. And then goes out for like 36 hours. Have you watched Taboo? No, I've not seen guys, Taboo. You really no Taboo. Taboo. You really must, because it's very strange. And I feel like it might be similar to the Nick. It might be sort of based off of the same thing. It's like a real really? gritty London. I gotta check scene. it out. I, I want to see that. I've been watching uh, Legion. Um, that's really good too. Um, Any other mysteries I can solve for you? Well, no. The, you, 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 I got that. You one. handled that one Thank ably. Before we wrap up, though, our position group bracket. Mm -hmm. Oh, also, this is something else I wanted to talk about. Can we show a photo here to uh, to handsome? Well, uh, actually, I'll tweet this photo out for uh, for you, the listener, to see what we're talking about here. Here at NFL Media in Culver City, California, the West Coast Nerve Center for the National Football League. um, They just saw fit over the weekend, I guess, to hang gigantic like. What's that called? Decor. 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 What do you guys call it? Decor? Decor. What do you call it? Decor. 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 Oh, that's a new one for handsome. But that's, Decor. That's like, it's, Decor. It, derives, it derives from the word decoration. Right. How do you say decoration? I don't, uh, well, say decoration. What are those things called? What's the company that the fat Stanleys? What's it called? The fat? Fathead. Fatheads. Fathead. Yes. They're, they're, they're like grand you know, fatheads yeah, basically they're a lot more grand than fat, a fathead would be but i'm But that what i'm saying they're sticky things yeah. there's there's things they that are, are stuck are they, i thought they're like i don't know carry on 
with well, the story. Well, there are these two-dimensional things that are stuck or painted or whatever all over NFL. Giant media. size. Campus, yeah. Giant size. Giant ones. Wait, fat heads all, are big, but these are really big. There's one that's three stories big of Dan Helley. The face of NFL Network, right? Uh, just this giant one, which is disconcerting to walk by. Well, it was that. interesting that his was the face that was chosen. I, I, th- I thought. I agree, and I also think that he. I mean, he's deal. a very good-looking man. Though, he's so very handsome, and I also think that it it gives him job security. I don't know if that's right. uh, if he's thought about that, but he can't be worried about his job. Any you're not going to fire me, right? Yeah, look at my picture. Look, what do you, are you think? Do, about do this? you think uh, Dan Haley's the kind of guy who's going to go push it now? Like he may turn up to to work tomorrow. Couple sheets closer to to um, the wind. I hope so. That would be fun, wouldn't I it? I hope so. Disheveled. Maybe he's not as handsome as he as he normally is. There was also <laughs> from your mouth to God's ears. I'd love it uh, if he starts to let it let let it go. <laughs> get loose. <laughs> he's not shaving. Maybe he's he's eating a little more than he used to. Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass snapped a photo of some uh, prominent NFL football players right. that are also now on the wall. Like, again, two, three stories tall, each one. There's mm-hmm. a giant Von Miller. There's a huge Von Miller. Aaron Rodgers, J.J. Watt, anybody, uh, Josh Norman. Do you guys know who else there was? Uh, MLB? Cam Newton's there. Cam Newton and Gronk. Okay, right. so that's the, that's the, Say the six again. guys. I'm sorry, I wasn't really listening. There's Gronk. Von Miller. Cam, J.J., Vaughn, Josh Norman. Really? I didn't see Josh Norman. Yet. And Aaron Rodgers. There's also a Joey Bosa halfway down the, the passageway with nothing else. It's like a big blue wall about 50 yards long, but but only uh, but only Joey Bosa on that. seems strange. That's just it feels the, like that's waiting inside. for more people. The one on the You're outside, the though, outside. that the, the general public can okay. see are these guys. Who's the first one that comes down? Because uh, he's because he's been traded or Gronk. retired, Gronk. I agree with that. I think Gronk 2017 is a big season for him health wise. Yep. I agree with you. Josh Norman, Aaron Rodgers, Cam, J.J. Watt, Von Miller. Who is up there the longest? I really. This is a risky game. That's the point. Eddie Spaghetti and I were talking about right. it. I said, you know, this is really a bold move because you know. If you swing and miss on one, if a guy gets, you know, if he moves on in free agency or whatever, like that, wow, now we got to take him down. We can't just leave him up there in that uniform. I think Rogers is the longest one because I think he transitions into legend status. So they so just leave. They him. just leave him. Hmm. I was thinking Cam Newton. I think he finishes a. I think JJ. Uh, any of those guys not finish with their current team? Gronk, Cam, JJ. Vaughn. Gronk definitely doesn't finish with the with the Patriots. Ooh, okay. I think Josh Norman doesn't finish with the uh, Skins. Yeah, that's that's probably. Aaron Rodgers is a Packer for life. Yep. Von Miller is not a Bronco. Yeah, he'll be one of those guys who will spend two his last two years with the with the um, I name the team that's not Cam Bronco. Newton, Panther for life. Panther for life. You think so? Yep. Okay. JJ Watt. Yes, I say no. I say no. Really? Yeah, I say I, uh, somehow. What happens? I don't he wants to play a little bit more, and they're like, you know what? We've really replenished JJ, and we had. But that, he still sells tickets. We had them. that great 2017 think. season that finished in uh, in up in the Twin Cities against the Patriots with Romo uh, as our quarterback, and that was special. they played the Patriots in the Super Bowl, both being from the AFC. There was probably a rule change that got them there. You don't have to embarrass me. I don't think that. <laughs> Someone else would have done. 
I don't think I've. It's better that I call you out than your fans. In the AFC title game, we went all right. the way to Foxborough. Right, no, it's better. Romo and you both wore your Letterman's jackets. Right. It didn't work all went out. wrong. Right, right. Hey, uh, before we wrap it up, we're doing our brackets, like I say. So where are we? We're through the first round here. We are halfway. Halfway already. Yes. Boy, how. How do we know who's won? I can tell you. Oh, okay. I see. Okay. You tell us, Emma. Sure. Marie. So. We have fancy. You have a yeah, game. I got it. Yeah, I got, I got given this. With but it doesn't help me in any way. Yes. At Damashek on Twitter is how you can follow yes, along. Yes, Dave slash me have been tweeting the polls out and the fans have. How about it. that, handsome? I gave her my password to my Twitter account so she can post. Uh, wow. These polls. That is a that's a level of trust. When I was head writer, I was never afforded. Uh, right. I would Emma. never. I would never allow it. Yeah, yeah. I would never allow that to happen. All right, go ahead, uh, Emma V. I missed so, that job. Green Bay quarterbacks versus Steelers centers. Uh, Packers win that one. Yeah, easily. Yep. Easy money. Yeah. Seahawks safeties versus the Patriots corners. <sighs> that's Patri- a tough one. Yeah, Patriots corners actually won that one. Are we the the Robinson in there? That's Michael Robinson. Who? No, no, no. Oh. Eugene Robinson. Eugene. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Eugene Robinson. So nice. the Patriots corners won it. Uh, yes, the they're a five seed versus one year. Darrell Revis. They had uh, Mike Haynes, who was a legitimate great. Mm-hmm. Ty Law should be a Hall of Famer. Malcolm Butler, and uh, and uh, now Malcolm Butler may be moving on to New Orleans. But anyway, continue. Sure. So three seed Cowboys quarterbacks versus the six seed Rams running backs. Cowboys win that one. Hmm. That's fair. That's enough. a shame. I could to have see been the Rams upset. runners go so early. I think yeah. you missed a you missed Charles White. Remember, he had a few good years for the Rams. I remember that. Yeah, um, uh, played and, in the Coliseum, right. the Collegian. Yeah, well. exactly. So next one is actually a real toss up, fifty fifty on Twitter. Two seed Buffalo running backs versus the seven seed Chiefs outside linebackers. There were some people buzzing about this one. Bills wonks trying to get their fellow Buffalo fans to get in there and vote. It finished at fifty. 50-50. So, so you, what do we you, do? You got to choose. Sudden death. This is your thing. This is my thing to yeah. have to choose. All right, I'm going to go with the Bills because I saw more uh, support. Uh, sorry there, Bartlett. Why, you should have tried to rally the Chiefs uh, faithful on that one. That's on you. Yeah, live with that in shame. Um, next up. Next up, the a one seed Cowboys running backs versus an eight seed Panthers middle linebackers. But, I mean, the Panthers middle linebackers are all on the team at the same time. I didn't make the rules, Hanson. Right. Yeah, and the Cowboys had to have won, yeah, right? They, won they did win. Yes. Okay, good. Next up, four seed Colts uh, wide receivers versus a five seed Giants quarterback. Has to be the Colts. It is the Colts. Good, because that would have been that was a fraudulent group. Yeah. Eli Manning, come on, why eight? Wait, you you maintain that Eli Manning he is, is going to the Hall of, Fame, Hall of but Famer. That, I know, but if you compare it to the other groups, if you as a for instance, the Packers offer Rodgers, Favre. Star Eli Manning is the best Giants QB, and he's not as good as any of those. Well, they three can only guys. play the team you put in front of them. That's fair. In the pretend That's, game, well, now it doesn't gone. matter for anything. Now they're gone to the uh, to the Colts wide right. receivers: Ray Barry, T. Y. Hilton, Reggie Wayne, and Marvin Harrison. Continue, Emma. Sure. Three seed Bears running backs versus the six seed Chargers wide receivers. Sweetness had yeah. to carry. Sweetness there, carried that. Right? That's that right. Good. Last we have the two seed 49ers quarterbacks versus yes. seven seed Vikings defensive ends. Well, so, I mean, the way the, the easier way is that all but one of the uh, of the favored teams right. won. Yes. Well, good. I like things going chalk. That's yeah. my way. The Czech Republic understands the import of of favorites winning more often than not. Otherwise, if underdogs always win, then what's then an upset? Then what's – yeah, who cares? 
Um, the, the I will say the Vikings, the thing that intrigued me about the Vikings was as I went through all the rosters on all the NFL teams to try and suss out who should be in this tournament in these, this field of 32, it's their defensive ends and their defensive tackles separately hmm. that, uh, that both deserved uh, the attention there. And uh, so the Vikings lose out, though, to, I mean, listen, you have Joe Montana, Steve Young, and Y.A. Tittle, and John Brody. So that makes sense that, uh, and we don't even have Cap or uh, Alex Smith. Cap uh, obviously got him to a Super Bowl. So, um, all right, Em. Well, maybe their defensive tackles will fare better. We'll see. We'll see. Only time will tell. This is an exciting tournament. This is exciting. How long is this going for? Until uh, March. Until it ends. Until it ends. Dave Damashek. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.